Brandon Davis, CEO of Swan Energy. Imran Khan, Swan Energy. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us here this week on Mining Money, a segment where we like to find good opportunities out in the marketplace as well as some good places to invest in the market as well because, well, we're all trying to mine money these days, and the mining sector seems to be one of the most safest places, really. I know it's volatile in its history, but at the end of the day, it, it seems to be the place that adds jobs and it seems to be the place that still is what makes the economy work and go around. And one of the one of the news stories that happened recently is the California blackouts. And that was a very good wake-up call about how a lot of the wind and the solar isn't really quite at the point that we need it to be for our modern civilization. And all of a sudden now they got to rely back on some fossil fuels. Germany... After their experiment, they had to fire up the coal plants again. So there's a lot of these different things that are happening out there in this green movement. So that's holding some brakes on. And then you take a look at what's going on in just the oil and gas sector that so much is what we're needing. You know, I went to, the, I went to uh, Imran, you're in restaurants. So I went to a restaurant the other day, and pretty soon they started serving me in individual little plastic cups. And I noticed, okay, now the glass where is going away for individual plastics. And we talked a few weeks ago about the PPE equipment, uh, that sort of thing. So everywhere I kind of look around, I just I just don't see the oil and gas sector really going anywhere. I see it kind of shifting a little bit and reshaping and maybe adapting. But now is the time where I wanted to bring the two of you on to talk about investing in yourself because so many people out there, you know, we talked about uh, some laid-off workers rolling their 401k into some some programs that you guys have for some well-sharing, and that's an option for some people. We talked before about investing in just flat-out wells. Take some cash and do that, and we mentioned that before. And now how about, like, you know, some people just want to invest in themselves, and if they're out of the oil and gas industry, but that's their background, boy, that's really a good place to start with what you know and what you understand and that way you can have a little more confidence and a little bit more understanding on an investment as opposed to just giving it to someone and hoping it works out. Okay, now that I've just taken the last 20 minutes to intro our two special guests today, I do apologize, but um, I just wanted to lay the context a little bit because really is, you know, um, part of investing is understanding what you know and what you believe in, and that really kind of helps out. But let's talk about some of those opportunities out there. And if you guys wanted to comment on that investing in yourself kind of um, just attribute in the world of investing, you certainly can. Um, So either one, go ahead and start off. Well, I believe that if someone has the want to, they should invest in themselves and go start their own opportunity, whatever it may be. And yes, uh, use the skill set you have to do so and then learn as you go on the rest of it. There's nothing super complicated about getting in the oil and gas business. I believe anyone can do it. Um, some businesses take a lot of uh, capital up front. You can get into the oil and gas business with very little capital up front. There's a lot of opportunities to do that. And it's exciting to me to think about just <laughs> the industry that's been hardest hit. Next, this, there's the, the hardest hit industry from COVID-19 is hospitality. Number two uh, is uh, my, basically oil and gas, mining and uh, drilling. And the reality is that there have been a lot of jobs lost. 
They're hyper-focused right now on specific areas that work at this price point very well, kind of like we were in 2016. And we'll see what comes of it, but it's traditional oil and gas fields. Um, there's a lot of international investors right now just wanting out. Uh, we bought a, a group of assets earlier this year that was exactly that scenario where they literally had spent, honestly, $70 million um, using consultants and they spent about half that drilling and about half of it on consultants that didn't do a very good job for them except spend their money. Um, but they got to a point they wanted out, so we picked up the assets for a, literally a drop in the bucket, uh, and we're getting ready to start expanding on those. But there, and there's lots of those opportunities right now. Um, from my understanding, most, most money in the oil and gas space from Asia is getting out. Uh, so we'll see how that goes on a forward basis. But it's creating a lot of opportunities for individuals that understand completions and understand how wells work to start their own companies. I mean, I, I, I implore anybody to do that. It's exciting. It's fun. And, you know, you, you can you can kind of write your own check at some point, um, but you have to be willing to take the risk. And that risk is no different than if, if you invest in wells. The difference is you're in the middle of it, your involvement, um, your your brain is part of the decision making process every day. Um our opportunities have the same kind of situation where people are in control and tell us what to do. Essentially, we come up with ideas and then we vet them through our investor base, our partner base. So um, it's very similar in that regard. Um, but I, you know, again, it's it's not a it's not a high level of entry from a cash position. Knowledge base. There's lots of people out there that know plenty of well, about oil and gas to be able to get get out there and get started. I. That'd be awesome to see this resurgence of the independent oil and gas companies uh, because of all of this cutting and craziness that we're dealing with. I think that's a great, uh, great, great point. And, you know, if you think about what America's about, I mean, our, our, the backbone of America is based on small business. Uh, overall, you know, it's about people taking the opportunity and chances on themselves and, and making that happen. Um, you know, from a from an oil and gas perspective, I, I actually used to teach at a at a local college here uh, some different oil and gas related classes, and there's a lot of folks that are very interested in being able to learn a lot of opportunities out there. If you are interested in in finding out and, and learning about those items, uh, you definitely can. For us, it it, it just is a great time. Uh, to be able to learn about this industry, and I think there's many industries out there that are uh, that are that have some great opportunities right now. Um, I don't know about real estate because it seems in Houston at least it's it's really high. But uh, from a from an oil and gas perspective, you know, having hit the bottom uh, not too long ago, it really has a uh, a big potential. You know, we're we're seeing natural gas starting to pick back up again. We're seeing. Uh, oil obviously is very steady in the in the low 40s, uh, which is a great number right now, considering where we're at. You know, a lot of the technologies that are that are been developed over the last 10 years have just gotten better, and um, and we're taking advantage of a lot of that. You know, a lot of the horizontal drilling that goes on, um, and the, the methods to be to be able to get into the right reservoirs. Um, there, there's lots of good. Technologies like GeoSteer that's that's come a long way in the last 10, 15 years uh, that allow you to be able to stay within a zone uh, that 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 you're that you're drilled into. Um, you know, so I think those types of things are important to be able to understand. Um, you know, obviously these days everyone Google's everything, so there's there's plenty of 
places if you're looking to be able to invest in yourself and uh, figure things out, you know, you don't even have to go to school. You can uh, do a lot of that on your own. And, you know, obviously there's there's a, a lot of different resources available out there uh, for you to be able to look into. And, of course, we've got uh, a lot of different investments in those areas, too. And we're always willing to take a phone call or, um, you know, get an email and, and help anybody who, who needs to in that space and uh, to better understand the investments. It's interesting that the startups are starting to percolate more and more and the international dollars are starting to shift out and and that sort of thing. That's really good news, uh, honestly, because if that is starting to have the the momentum in the marketplace, then then there's going to be uh, some, some good activity that's going to happen in the future. I, I think one of the biggest things that people worry about is risk management. And, you know, last week we talked quite a bit about you know, the risk involved with investing and, and that sort of thing, but that's with any investment. And the thing that I really like about an oil and gas investment, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit about risk management here because this is a different perspective that a lot of people do not understand, especially if you want a long-term investment or something that is solid. Let's just say solid. Imran, you have a restaurant, right? I do. Okay, so when the weekend happens and, you know, you're shut down because of COVID and the government won't allow anybody to open and that sort of thing, those days are gone. And if you don't cash flow your five grand a night or 10 grand a night or 1,000 a night or whatever the, you know, the budget numbers are, well, that's, that's gone. In oil and gas, that commodity, that resource ain't going anywhere. So it's like there's a set dollar to each one of those things, whereas in a lot of other places – Time is really the biggest enemy versus regulation. But um, that's one of the securities and one of the safe sides of risk management when it comes to oil and gas is when that commodity or that resource is discovered, you know, you can pretty much put a pretty good price on it or put a, a pro forma at least on it, a balance sheet on it. Does that make sense, guys? Am I talking crazy? Do I not get this industry like I thought I did? No, it, it makes sense, but, you know, I think the reserves are, are, are like anything else. You want to be able to pull up as much of it as you can, as quickly as you can, mm -hmm. uh, to be able to take advantage of it in, in, in current markets. And, yeah, you're, you're not wrong about the risk part of it, too, right? In, in, in order for you to be able to have the right risk, you, you need to have the appropriate upside, right? So if you're taking the risk, you need to be able to get something out of it. Uh, and, I, and I believe that Again, the technology and, and the opportunity right now with where numbers are still in the upward trending uh, direction, it, it's, the, it's the time to be able to get in uh, within the market, right? Um, I think that that's, you know, and, and again, that doesn't have to deal with just oil and gas, just in general. I think folks are hesitant to be able to get in. It's great to see that, you know, foreign investment is lower now and you know more of the american investments are getting into our own uh lands and our, our own uh different types of um investment tools out there i think overall you need to just be able to understand that and, and move forward from that standpoint taking a look at you know some of the diversity involved with you know investing and when i hear startups and i start hearing about some foreign money going back and it just i, I see the cycle happening again and Brandon, if you wouldn't mind, take a second to talk about some of the investing that's been happening in your past. Because, you know, first of all, people like to know 
about investing and et cetera. And, you know, you've got your fingers in a lot of different areas, whether it be natural gas or oil or gold mines, you know, I mean, you don't have to name your portfolio or name all of them, but you know, I always like to get a gold mine update. So we'll start with that. But, um, you know, when somebody's trying to figure out how to, what's that? So over the years, I've done a lot of different things. Yeah, um, you know, and, and, the, and just kind of let somebody know how they get started on something like that because it does springboard fast. It, it yeah, in, in one direction or the other. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm do. saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the way it works. Hey, but man. It, it, it all comes down to your confidence and your understanding of what you're getting into and understanding the risk and the reward and, uh, and trying – the, the, the most important thing is to know all of the negative things that can happen so you can um, make sure you're comfortable with that. Because, uh, you know, the things that I've gotten into, the situations that I have dealt with, um, and, and look, I'm just going to say, I've been in the oil and gas business uh, for 12, 12 13 years. Um, I've also invested into nutrition companies. Um NASCAR race teams, local dirt track race teams, um, gold mining, trucking, disposal wells, car dealerships, um, and I'm sure I'm missing several things. We, we looked, I used to look at startups and, and, and look at them every day, uh, which we did participate in some and didn't participate in some. But at the end of the day, the thing that has made it um, – Easier as I've gotten older and, and understand things a little better is that not only do you have to understand the big risk, you have to understand all the risk in what you're getting into. And I say all all known risk and, and those today, it's a lot easier to find them than it used to be with the Internet um, and all the sources and searches and, and da- data out there. Um, but the best way to do it is talk to someone who has succeeded and someone who has failed in that industry to get a, the gist of what what makes it click. And that's how I go into anything is I try to find someone that succeeded to talk to them, try to find someone that's failed and talk to them. So you get uh, the both sides of the coin, not just the rosy, it's all going to work side because it's never like that. It doesn't matter how good a plan is, it's going to change. And it doesn't matter how, op- how amazing an opportunity looks, it's going to be hard. And they all are. And it's, it's the guy that fights through, sticks with it and, uh, doesn't quit that that makes it uh harold ham's a good example i mean that guy came from nothing to to have what he has today it's just an amazing story and so there's lots of those in this industry and other industries and i just it's exciting to me to think about it like like other people going out and doing that it's uh it, it could be really cool well, you just figured out my secret sauce that I failed so much in life. I have to bring experts like you on that just succeed all the time. It's a good balance of my show. So you just figured out my program, man. You know that's why you guys are for every success. I, for every success I have had, Jason, I've had about two dozen failures before or after or around it. So I don't know. It's well, it's, it's literally not how how many times you win. It's how many times you get back up after you get knocked down. That's well, it. And, I, and, and Period. Yeah, I tell people it's all about momentum. And if you're moving backwards, at least you're moving, man, because you gotta you gotta move ahead. You got you gotta keep trying to move ahead. But when you stand still, that's the fear. That's the paralyzation. That's when problems happen. That's how we find ourselves in what we're dealing with today. That's how, you know, we're going to places and, and I mean I went to three 
different uh, restaurants uh, last night that I didn't go into because they had some COVID regulations. And, you know, I'm, I'm visiting from a place from out of town, so I don't want to take the time to figure everything out. So I'm just looking for something easy. And there's problems there. But, hey, Brandon, I did want to ask you, uh, I'm sorry to opine and sidebar there. I do that from time to time. But um, I did want to ask you, you mentioned some pretty cool stuff, you know, like, Gold mine and, and NASCAR. I didn't know you invested in NASCAR. And, you know, each one of those has their own little pros and cons and their positives and their negatives. And, you know, like for me, I would think NASCAR has just kind of got some sex appeal and it's pretty cool. And at, at the same time, it's probably got a lot of hidden costs you never thought of from ball bearings to, you know, wax, who knows, um, and, and diva, diva drivers. But that's a different story. But uh, what's the one thing that really sticks out to you about oil and gas when it comes to risk management and the thing that, you know, you really either learned, underestimated, or think that somebody should know going into oil and gas that's really going to help them and from an investment side? I hope that question makes sense. It does. Um, the, 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 the first thing that I discovered after drilling a lot of dry holes <laughs> is that you drill wells where there are lots of wells, not in areas that don't have them. Um, <laughs> and I think that's probably pretty commonplace, especially these days with all the unconventional drilling going on in areas that have been drilled for 30, 40, 50 years. Um, but, you know, back when I got into the business, that's not what, what everyone did. You found a unique opportunity that had ridiculous upside and went and drilled it. And sometimes they but most of the time it didn't work. I mean, that was just the way it was. And when we went in, started drilling wells and or acquiring assets in areas that had you know, five to 12 potentially productive pay zones in them, we stopped having failures on the drilling side. And then it was a production thing. So then it was about how much oil and gas can we get out of the well? Um, and sometimes that worked really well and sometimes it didn't. And that I still haven't figured out which ones to pick and which ones not to, because you really don't know until you go do the work. Um, you know, I'm, I'm currently participating in a project in an area where there are vertical wells that have produced 1 million plus barrels, vertical mm -hmm. wells in the same formation. And we have a horizontal well and the best horizontal well we can find in the area in the same formation. And we found wells that did 800,000 barrels and 500,000 vertical, but the best, Horizontal well in the area in the same formation is 291,000 barrels. And why? Who knows? The IP was lower on that well than the wells that produced four or five to a million barrels in a vertical well. So I don't understand all that. Um, and they're, they're not next to each other, so it's not an obvious thing. And that's, that's the fun of the business is that you, there are a lot of unknowns. But the, the, the reason that I think that anyone that has worked in oil and gas um, – could, should be able to get into business and really anyone could should be able to is it's not that big of an entry point you can find opportunities in oil and gas for a few thousand dollars that you could turn into millions of dollars if you know how and that know-how is what a lot of people that don't have jobs right now have so um you know i'll I give you an example but my, my my little company and listen we're not a multi-million dollar company by any by any stretch of the imagination but it has allowed me to be a full-time father a very engaged father, pay my bills and go on a few trips a year and this and that, and, you know, leave an above average lifestyle. And I started with about eight grand. Honest to God, I bought a food truck, sight unseen off Craigslist, spent a thousand bucks on recording equipment, 
doing. And I did a food truck out in the Bakken for a year or about six months where we did our radio show. So we had Harold Ham come by and did our, he sat at our food truck and did a radio program. And they didn't even That's have, awesome. they didn't even have internet in the Bakken yet. They didn't even have Wi-Fi. They were, they didn't even have Cat5 yet. It was just awful. We were so far ahead of ourselves. But, but to prove your point, um, my opinion, and this is me, because I, I've only been in this industry for less than 10 years, okay, since 2012, really. Um, I have never seen an industry that has allowed somebody to be so quick and nimble to shift their dollars and figure out ways to reinvest within their original intentional investment in order to keep nimble, like the oil and gas industry. And that sentence may not make a lot of sense to a lot of people, but I know it resonates to a lot of people too. It's absolutely a fact. And $8,000, I mean, for your story is awesome. There's so many people out there that I've ran into that have businesses that do well, um, that have similar stories where they took their last 25 grand and, you know, turned it into a business as they, they sold five or 10 years later for 30, $40 million. It happens every day and it's possible every day. And it just takes the, the commitment. I mean, you can't do it part-time. You can't do it while you're doing another job. You have to go for it. If you're going to go into business for yourself, I say the biggest lesson that I've learned over the years from people that I've seen that have failed and succeeded is that you have to absolutely go in with everything you've got. And if you go in with any less, you're going to fail. So don't bother. Imran, let's shift over to you because I interrupted. And if you'd like to continue on that thought you had 20 minutes ago when I interrupted you, feel free. But I did no, want... No, no, not at all. It, it, the, the funny thing is I just, you, you kind of reiterated the same point. Uh, so no, no real loss there. Overall, it's just about courage and confidence, right? Um, when you really think about these types of things, these aren't things that are taught in school. Uh, these are things that you either have or you don't. And you need to be able to, if, if you don't have it, you need to be able to come up with it somehow if you want to be able to take advantage of the times, right? Um, you know, research is easy to be able to do. You can be able to go out and network with different folks. Uh, it's not that hard to do. You know, you need to build a better understanding of whatever that topic is. And in our case, it's oil and gas. So, And, and there's lots of lessons learned, right? I mean, like, you got to be able to take the lessons learned, as, as Brandon was pointing out right now. You know, just because you drill a, a, a dry well, the first time around doesn't mean that you're always going to be doing that. It's going to be, you know, you have to develop on that and understand the lessons learned around it and, and build from it. Right. I think that's really the key there. And I think if you can have a method to your madness around that, that's really what's going to, what's going to make you successful in the long term. One of the things I like to do is get a little existential at times. And Imran, I wanted to ask you the same question I asked Brandon. Um, your background's a little bit different. I, I, I'm not sure about your, portfolio, but I do know that you're in the restaurant business and you've had restaurants and you and I have joked in the past about how that's one of the riskiest ones out there. I mean, that's, you know, up there with oil and gas and what's the other, I forgot the other one that we talked, was it real estate? The, the other risky one. You're in another one. Anyway, you're in another risky one too. No, honestly, if, if I tell you, Jason, just uh, background wise of, of myself and the, and the investments that I've made, you know, I've, I've owned things from convenience stores to oh. uh, jewelry stores in the mall to all sorts of different things. So, and it's, you know, that's really how, you know, that's how I've made my living uh, for a while. Yeah, yes, I am an engineer, but always had that side hustle idea going on in my mind, right? To where this isn't what I want to be able to do is just work for someone from nine to five. 
Ironically, right? if, oh. if you want to really do it, you need to come out of the of the shell and, and come out and do it, right? Let's say, ironically, really the the, the uh, jewelry store in the mall sounds like about the safest investment I've heard yet. But um, anyway, that's it's not a great investment, but it's a great way to be able to survive and, and raise a family. Right. I mean, you have to do what you have to do to, to make things happen. And yeah, I think I, I started my first business when I was 16 and I got audited the first year. <laughs> so just to kind of give you an idea, I mean, it, it literally it, it just, it you know, so you learn early, you learn fast. That's the real bottom line. And, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to, to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars rather than millions of dollars, right? I, I take that as a as a big benefit. I know I'm, I know my buddy that I'm sitting next to here has lost millions of dollars. So it's, you know what I mean? Like you, you take advantage of whatever you can and you learn from it as fast as you can. Well, but the downside for you is that you only get out of it what you put in. So if I go lose 20 million, I mean, that means I was trying to make two or 300. 100% of um, and it, 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 you know, And that stings. But it is what it is, and you learn from it. And if you don't learn from it, if you don't learn from it, that's where you have problems. Agreed. And that's that to me is the problem. It's like you fail, know why you failed, understand it, learn from it, and then move on and don't dwell on it because dwelling doesn't do any good either. Uh, I can sit around and tell stories for days right here on all of the things that I have done that I have lost money on. That everyone else I know that have, has has attempted has succeeded and made money at. It's like sometimes you just don't get in the right situation at the right time. It doesn't work. I mean, that's just the way it is. So um, failure, failure is just one step closer to success, and it doesn't take many successes to, to make it. It really doesn't. Listening to you talk about fail. your background in convenience store, and I thought, boy, if, if somebody would have invested in a convenience store 10 years ago, they probably had four heart attacks by now because that industry – has had to adapt and reinvent their business plan more than me. And I'm in the media, and I've had to do it four times in the last 12 years. I can be a very, I can, I can explain just vividly, thoroughly how we've had to change our business models. But the convenience store, holy smokes, they had to turn into compete with McDonald's. They've, they've turned into food preparation because pay at the pump about killed their Snickers. You know, people, people used to, put gas in the car, they'd maybe lose a nickel or break even on the gas. They'd go in and buy a Snickers for twice as much as they should, and, and everything was fine. Everybody loved it. But as soon as pay, is, pay at the pump happened, these convenience stores, they went through a decade of trying to figure out how to get people into their store from some of these people are like little 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 small runnings and little small uh, Dick's Sporting Goods stores and convenience and general stores when you get in there. But that's an example of somebody might have thought investing in a convenience store was really safe. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they had a decade where, jeez, they had to really figure out. And I bring up the convenience store, Imran, because you probably understand what I'm talking about, where they, it seems like now. 100%. Yeah, they've had to, they've had to turn into like some sort of uh, high-end quick food uh, operation to get people in the store. Yeah, you got to do all sorts of stuff in that business to, to stay around. And, you know, there's, there's you know, and I've, I've left that business a long time ago, but there's just some, a few sharp people that are, that are in that business that have been able to make money on, on pennies, basically. That's, that's pretty much what you do in that business. And uh, it's, 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 a, it's a numbers game, right? You need to be able to have enough stores, as you pointed out, there's, there's a gas station on every corner now, so you're competing against all four, all, the the other three corners of wherever your your convenience store is, right? So 
you know, there's and and on top of that, like you said, the Dick Sporting Goods, the WalMarts, everything else that's around there. So, you know, I, I, I this is one of the reasons why you know I, I thought it was a better bet to get into oil and gas. Um, and you know, having seen a lot of other industries, it's yeah, you know, it's it's you can go bust anytime, but you can do that anywhere. I'd rather do it fast and slow. And I and I think as Brandon pointed out. You know, when you're when you're losing 20 million, you're probably looking for 200 million, right? So you just need one of those to be able to hit, and and you're doing well. Well, I sure appreciate you guys coming on here because you know what what we've been able to explain to people over you know a few weeks, you know months or whatever is that you guys have a diversity in your investments, and the reason we bring you in here is to talk about the oil and gas investments and whether they're valid or not because. If they're not, you're going to let us know because you're going to say, go invest in gold, go invest in convenience stores, because that's what you guys are doing. So appreciate the honesty on that. And uh, I, I want to give you guys an opportunity to let people know how they can contact you. But I do know that in the past you were buying some natural gas leases. So I do want to check in to see if you're buying natural gas leases still, and then also make sure... You know, for that person out there that just wants to know more information, how they can invest, be a part of some of the investments that you guys have going on or how to invest in the oil and gas industry, we'll give uh, you an opportunity to let people know how they can contact you. Um, SwanEnergyInc.com is our website. Um, there is uh, a lot of information on there. There's also a place that you can fill out requests for information on what we're doing, and you can uh, feel free to do that if you'd like at SwanEnergyInc.com. And otherwise, you know, we're here every day, so we're working. And if, uh, if somebody contacts us looking for information via our website, we'll reach out and go from there. I think a great topic today on investing yourself. I think uh, both Brandon and I and, and you have uh, basically shared with the, with the listeners how we've invested in ourselves over the years, right? And, you know, did whatever we needed to do to kind of make it happen. I think everyone has a story uh, that, that they've you know, spend time and, and develop. So uh, I think you just have to be able to take the time, understand it, and, and uh, uh, do what makes sense to you. Well, there, you know, Jason, just, oh, just go ahead. I, I get I get a lot of informa- a lot of requests, conversations, information, and and it's all it's always based around success and what you know. How did you become successful? And or um, tell me about the greatest opportunity, greatest deal you ever had, the best deal you've ever had. And that's, for me, that's the last thing I ever want to talk about. I, I, you know, those, those to me are, are the exception. The rule is all the times that I've failed and things haven't worked and they haven't gone my way. Those are the conversations that I like to have with people because it's more of a, an educational, um, situation. It, it's kind of like the kid that goes through high school and he's on a great team and he's an all-star and never loses a game and goes to college and he never loses a game and then goes into the NFL and gets his ass kicked and then never can come overcome that. Um, pardon, pardon my language, but at the end of the day, losing is what makes you stronger, not winning. But it seems like our society tends to only want to lean towards people that succeed all the time. Well, when those people that succeed all the time fail, that's when you see what they're actually made of um, because everyone does it. Just part of the deal. So you can just reach out to us at swanenergyinc.com. Again, it was swanenergyinc.com. That's the best and easiest way to be able to get in touch with us. Uh, there's a contact us station, uh, contact us uh, area within the site that you can reach out and you know put your comments and uh, 
questions in there and, and we'll be able to get back with you. There's, there should be, uh, there is a phone number on there too. So that way you can reach us from, from that sort of, that way too.